the national champion is clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Drake Colley and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to oh run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. Auburn has won the Iron Bowl. Auburn has won the Iron Bowl in the most unbelievable fashion you will ever see. I cannot believe it. 34-28. And we thought a miracle at Jordan Hare was amazing. Oh, my Lord in heaven. And... Good afternoon and welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. <laughs> I'm sorry. The look on your face while that was playing, Price. you were still you were still getting sick of it. Still, <laughs> something bubbled up. I think I threw up a little bit in my mouth. Okay, now, and let's not forget uh, on the 10th anniversary. What a difference 10 years make. Hit it, Mike. Well, on fourth and goal from the 31. Milrow to throw out of the shotgun with time, still with time. He looks, he throws to the back of the end zone. It is caught for a touchdown. Isaiah Bond with the catch. Andy, what they did was they gave him so much time in the pocket, it allowed Isaiah Bond to get to the back of the line against one-on-one against DJ. And all Miro did was hold the rest of the defense with his eyes and throw the ball to the back line. Here's the snap. Milro stands in, lets everybody get downfield. Still standing. He throws into the end zone. He caught it. It's caught. It's caught by Isaiah Bond. Caught by Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Alabama. The Crimson Tide with 32 seconds to go in the ball. And good afternoon, and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike, as always, on the board, and our special guest today, Clayton McClaw Harris. And and I tell you what, I, I uh, 
10 years ago, it's the 10th today, or this weekend was the 10th anniversary of the Kick Six. And now, um, what did you say they call that play, Clayton? We can get to my there. There we go. go. Okay. The disaster in the pasture. Disaster in the pasture. (laughs) But there's a certain name that the that the that the play is called that that Milrow calls it in the huddle. What what is the name of that? Grave digger. The grave digger. And that's just what it did. Uh, Yeah. It It dug a grave and it threw the Auburn Tigers, the War Eagles, whatever you want to call them, into the ground, covered them up, and they're pretty much done. Well, they got the Birmingham Bowl possibly coming up. I heard they. I heard they're thinking about putting uh, them up against New Mexico State in that. <laughs> like, I just, you know, that, that's what I've heard. That actually so, is possible, but uh, I, I, I don't. I don't see you know, that happening. Well, the AP Top Twenty Five came out today, uh, and thank you all for joining us this afternoon. It's Monday, November twenty seventh, and uh, Georgia. Even though they got by. Um, 31-23 at Georgia, 6-6 six and six Georgia Tech, 12-0 and 0 Georgia. You know, it's kind of amazing when you – I mean, Georgia Tech's by no means uh, the end of all the football programs. But when you play an actual kind of Division One uh, competitive team like Georgia Tech at their house, Georgia comes out looking, you know, kind of playing, not, it, not, not so it, – they reminded me a little bit of you know Alabama struggled to stop the run the other night against Georgia, uh, you saw, or uh, against Auburn. You also saw Georgia struggle to stop Georgia yeah. Tech. Dante Smith, Spring Hill High School, he 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 lit them up for I don't know almost sixty yards on the uh, ground. If you're if you're just a football fan, a college football fan that that likes the drama, this was your weekend. Oh yeah, this was your weekend. Absolutely, it was it was a fantastic watching weekend. And not yeah. all fans were happy though. Well, no, absolutely no, not. No, you know, any anytime you have a weekend like that, half the fans are going to be upset. But <laughs> I mean, there were there were upset fans that didn't even have teams involved in certain. Yeah, well, well in the game, <laughs> Michigan held on number two in the AP top twenty-five after beating um, the early on the early slate Saturday. Started eleven. Um, Gave Ohio State their first loss, and Ohio State sits at 11-1. Michigan's 12-0 as they beat uh, Ohio State 30-24. to um, And Washington uh, got by Washington State by three, moved up to number three, and Florida State got by with a backup quarterback, Florida, to remain at number four. Now, Oregon is number five. And, you know, Oregon and Washington are going to play in the Pac-12 conference game, and Oregon's favored by two touchdowns. Or, I'm sorry, excuse me, ten points. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Nine and a half. No, 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 no. Oregon is a 14-point favorite. Wow. Over Washington. Wow, it's going up big time. And they're they're ranked right now two spots below Washington. Doesn't make any sense. Absolutely, it does. Say, I, um, I don't understand that either. But number six, Ohio, Ohio State slid down to number six. Texas at seven. Alabama sits at eight. What if Alabama beats Georgia, guys? I mean, what if Alabama goes into? We will have a lot of fun for the next few weeks. Georgia's with one <laughs> loss. Alabama's one loss. Well, Are they going to snuff? They might. They might snuff an SEC team completely out of the, out of the college I, I, football I came playoffs. on the show a couple of weeks ago talking about this crazy scenario. Um, I think they'll. I think they'll absolutely snub the SEC if they get the opportunity to. 
that's why I think it's important that SEC fans, whether you're a Georgia fan or an Alabama fan, you better be pulling for Iowa this week against Michigan, although the chances of that happening are slim to none. Michigan's favored by 23 points exactly. this weekend in the championship game. You got to pull for Louisville, who's a three-point underdog. A Louisville team that just lost to Kentucky at home is just a three-point underdog to Florida State. All right, so we need, we need that to happen. And then you also need Oklahoma State to beat Texas. Which is not going to happen. No. I mean, you know, it. it I don't know. It, it's – it's very hard to figure out what's going on. Uh, I mean, it'll all shake out this weekend. Of course, now, we, we need to be really careful right. about, it's, about it's, saying it's, that's not going to happen because, you know, the Auburn game shouldn't have been right. what it was. You know, six, no. a six-loss – you know, six losses, six win Auburn team going not. in, playing against Alabama. Alabama should have wiped them out. And Pittsburgh, yeah. and Pittsburgh well, should have beat Louisville yeah, right. this year. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, and Georgia, what should, Georgia happen, should have won by, by more than seven right. at Auburn, too. What should and happen Georgia is probably not what's going to happen. At, yeah. at Georgia Tech this weekend. Yeah, we, so we, we just got to be careful about what should happen and, and see – you know, it, but I agree, and I'm sorry. Oregon is favored by 10 points over Washington. You're right. You're correct. You're correct. I was I was looking at this past week's lines. This is this week's lines, and let me just give some folks some uh, some idea. Uh, Georgia, number one, Georgia, 12 and 0 is, is going to play Alabama in the SEC championship game. Georgia's a five and a half, probably six point favorite. Um, Oregon, number six, is going to play number four Washington. Number six, Oregon is favored over number four, Washington, by 10 points. Make in, that make in, sense. In the Pac-12 game. Uh, Bo Nix is probably going to win. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The, the, guy, the, the guy from uh, Louisville, Daniels, is – they're really pumping him up too. Meeting up from LSU? Yeah. Well, you, you said know, Louisville. But, uh, you should be from LSU. Oh, I'm sorry. But, I'm, but, I'm sorry. But here's, LSU. The, here's the thing, though. According to the rankings, they're not ranking them by who's the best team. They're ranking them based on, you know, who deserves, in their opinion, who deserves to be there. So you're yeah. all about the you're all about get the get the top that's four the best damn teams in the country. That's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, think about it. If Oregon, if Oregon is really ranked behind Washington, then common and, sense would and say a ten that, point favorite right, in this well, game this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Well, common sense would say if they're you know if it's about who's the best teams, then. Why isn't Washington, Washington a favorite in that game? It's because Vegas and everybody else knows that Oregon's the better team, even though they have the one loss and they lost to Washington, kind of similar to Alabama. Uh, I think if Alabama and Texas played again, it would be a different ball game. Uh, I do too. And I think the line would show that if they played again. <laughs> I, I said it before we went on the air. The best way to pick these teams is to let the bookies in Vegas determine who the best teams are by their odds. I'm with you because if Alabama and you just, Georgia, you just had the you just had the college football purists turn over in the well, graves. Uh, but but but, it, but the, the 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 committee's job they say is to put the best four teams in. If Alabama and Georgia were playing either Oregon, Texas, uh, Washington, Ohio State, or Michigan, I guarantee you they're going to they, be favored in be every favored. one of those games by and, Vegas. And if they're not, they're going to get a buttload of money put on Alabama. Absolutely. So. Um, and, and to me, that's one of the big arguments of the twelve team is that you got all these one loss teams who deserve, you know, who I deserve. think deserve a shot at shot. Now, how good a shot it is, who knows? Uh, but to get good the numbers shot to, to get, get the numbers right for a true tournament, then yeah, you're going to have to let in a couple of also rans that you know 
But it's football. Uh, probably ten. Probably ten teams deserve the real shot. And yeah, you, to, to get the, the brackets right, you're going to have to allow twelve. Otherwise, your brackets I mean, go skew it. Go screw it. Yeah, so, but it's football, coach. It's 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 a violent game. Yes. Players get injured on just about yeah. on just about That's every say, other play. Play it out. Every Let these teams play. play it out. Let these well, teams play it out and see it. who wins. I get it. But then you've got you've got number number five team going up against a number twelve team, and you know. They get hurt. You know, the, the players get hurt. They, he had the very same risk. He had the very same risk for 11 games or 12 games during the season. Okay. Okay. You know, the same – everyone shares that risk when you step on the field. If you yeah. played – if you if you set your schedule or you set your playoff afraid of somebody getting hurt, uh, no. You set the teams to play. Injuries happen in this game. We know that happens. It's unfortunate. It, it – it, Hurts team, you know, it's going to hurt. Uh, honestly, it's going to, it's probably going to kill Florida State. Well, uh, is it, losing this? their big guy, their their quarterback. But and, and that's, again, that's part of the game. You you don't you don't set up trying to avoid the injury bug. You play the games out. You let all these one loss teams that you know, like I said, Alabama is is one of them that I think really deserves a true shot. But there's a really good chance. They're going to end up outside. They're going to outside the, the the deal in a twelve team. Now they get to do it on the field, and I, I, as much as you know, I, I think you put Alabama on the field to decide it. They've got as good a shot as anybody. This is the final season of college football as we know it, fellas, um, with the twelve team playoff and new look Power Four arriving in twenty twenty four. Well, the goal is to create high state games, but rivalry. Really, Rivalry week uh, will lose its punch. It'll lose its punch. It won't even mean anything. No, I don't know that it won't mean anything, but it will lose. It will lose the punch. That it, you know, the, I mean, for instance, the Ohio State Michigan game this this week it meant a lot because whoever loses that game more than likely drops out of the 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 actual four that's going to just be announced well, tomorrow. I tell you what, but you know, there's still. Now I tell you what's you know, going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Alabama sits next year. Alabama sits at number two in the country. Let's say Alabama Auburn games coming up. Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa next year. What does Nick Saban do? I mean, I know he's supposed to win that ball game, but you talking about if you've he got, can, you've got you've got you've got you got a star running, a couple of star running backs. You got a couple of star wide receivers. You've got a star quarterback. You let them win. Are you saying you let them win that way? You don't. Or have you to, sit them. That or, or you sit them, and you don't have to play in the SEC. See, to me, Ole Miss would be in the perfect situation next year if they were where they at where they're at right now. They will have made the playoffs without having to even play in the SEC title game. So they're just getting well. Mm-hmm. They're just getting healthy That's during it. all that time. I, I mean, to me, the only way to solve it is get rid of the uh, championship get conference championship game. If you're going to go twelve, yeah, the the, the I mean, bigger the, the, big incentive the, the bigger is you ex- the bigger you expand the playoffs. You're right. Less the less importance needs to be put on the championship game, maybe even elimination. So a year of it. a year from now with the twelve team playoff, the Michigan Ohio State loser would not feel the same level of devastation. Nope. Right? Uh, right. The, the teams would potentially meet again one week later in the Big Ten championship Good. game. Yep. Right? Yep. Even if there was not a rematch, the loser would still make the new twelve team playoff. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it. so the big build up to the game, which was played Saturday. 
would not would not mean half as much with this with this ridiculous twelve team. It becomes a regional rivalry again. Twelve team CFP playoffs. It system. becomes the regional rivalry again instead I, I, of the big. I still think you could you could okay you could motivate it as to we need a first round buy so we need to win. Yeah. This okay. A year from now, if Alabama's miracle wasn't <clears> granted on Saturday, it possibly would be invited to the twelve team playoff with a ten and two record. Yeah. A year from now, Washington's last second field goal to beat Washington State and preserve its unbeaten record would not feel as existential, right? That's true. The Huskies would still be in a position for an expanded playoff, win or lose. The Apple Cup won't even be a conference game. No, it won't. Between the 12-team playoff and the end of the Pac-12, college football will never be the same. Well, Both Titanic same? shifts <laughs> came for the same reason. The sport is the second most compelling TV show in the country behind the NFL, and the networks want more high-end episodes. Well, mark my words, in 2025, the SEC will be going to a nine-game schedule instead of eight, and then they'll put the divisions back to east and west. Well, you know. But, no, I agree. I, well, that's always been the big uh, con of having a playoff is that it really weakens the regular season. And I'll tell you what, and, and, uh, and, and one, one we're going to put this Alabama thing to say it, to sleep, but I, I tell you, on a Knoxville radio show, we heard a individual call in and talk about it. It was the it was the University of Tennessee post game show, not the official with but Bo, yes. with Bo Silly, Tony Basilia, Bo Tony Basilia. Okay, the guy calls in and starts. It's not – and start and, – and Tennessee wins. They, they beat down lowly Vanderbilt 48-24. Didn't cover, but yes, they won. Did not cover. That's true. That's correct. But he calls in and starts talking about Bo, – Bo, to, to Bo Cilio or whatever his name is. He starts talking to him about the officiating in the Alabama-Auburn game. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's is, it, is it is – it, would, would, would they rather see Tennessee – Alabama lose than Tennessee win – Clayton. I mean, I, 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 there are some people like that. I, I, coach, I know you're a Tennessee fan, but I'm just yeah, saying. There are some is that people. the culture of Tennessee with all the problems there are? But you in all Knoxville, got the same with group. All the problems with Heupel and was Hendon Hooker the end all? I mean, was he the only thing that saved that made Heupel look good? Surely not. Surely it wasn't just Hendon Hooker that made Heupel look good that one year. Well, you, and you also brought in a uh, freshman quarterback and gave him a lot of money and, and redshirted him. Which yeah, well, I mean, makes no why sense. Why is he redshirting? What's the guy's Nico? What's Ni- Nico, I can't yeah. even tell you his last name. Yeah. But, why, but, why, why is he redshirted? He's only going to be there for three years. Exactly. You're paying him millions of dollars. If he's as good as you say he's going to be, he's gone after Maybe three years. Maybe that's what the Tennessee fans should worry about instead of calling in, taking the time to call on a radio show and cry about the, the officiating of the Auburn-Alabama game. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. <laughs> Coach Mike and the Claw will be right back. This is Coach Traders Dog from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike on the board. And uh, thanks to the Bengals, it is a manic Monday. Yes, it uh, is. It's crazy. Now, um, and before we left, before before the break, I, I was mentioning um, UT fans calling in in the during the volunteer post game show to please don't please don't put him on as, as the example and, of all Tennessee well, I, fans because we're not and I know <laughs> but but he represents a certain faction. He represents a certain a certain Alabama's slice of the same faction. Slice, They'd rather see slice. Tennessee lose than Alabama or, win. Or they they might <laughs> rather see Auburn. But you know I, I lived in Alabama for saying, a while. I've and, seen it. And I'm not <laughs> saying that's right, Coach. I'm not saying for the yeah. Alabama fans that they would rather see Auburn lose than Alabama win. That that's not right either. You need you need to be a fan of yeah. your team, pull for that team, and and I don't and I don't mind if you and you and I get in a, in a conversation oh, yeah. off air. If we go if we get off air and we have a conversation and then we talk about the officiating in, in the Alabama Tennessee game or the officiating in the UT Texas A&M game and how bad it was or how good it was, whatever the deal is, but to actually take time to call into a radio show. And it'd be the post, the volunteer post game show after they just stomped the guts out of Vanderbilt, 48 24. I can't say they and, stomped the guts, they didn't and, make the cover. And the problems <laughs> that Tennessee has with Missouri and Georgia in Knoxville over the past few weeks. And then all this, all, all, all they have to complain about or talk about is the bad officiating and how bad Auburn got screwed in, in the Auburn Alabama game when Auburn. When, when in the fourth quarter, Alabama gets a third and ten reception call back that was reviewed, obviously inbounds, and they still called it incomplete because they called it incomplete on four on the on the field. And then the, Alabama, the Auburn player muffs a punt at the end of the Alabama game to set Alabama up for the winning touchdown that they threw, which was a miracle. I, I agree. But, you know, Tennessee fans and, and and fans of that mindset where you'd rather see your most hated rival lose and 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 deflect your own problems as a, as a football team which Tennessee has some here at the end of this season is ridiculous well, it's, one of, it's one of the things we need to do one of the things we need to do and it's a shame that people do that one of the things we need to do we all need to do it and, and, you know, we all get caught up in this and stuff like that. Remember, this is a game true, being played by young men who are human, <clears throat> who make mistakes, sometimes obvious mistakes, 
It's mistakes you don't understand why they make them. Uh, and that's the whole nature of this game. It's a game. Absolutely. Folks. And let's remember that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, stay, in, stay in your wheel. You know, yes, I'm a Tennessee fan. I am also realistic enough to know, you know, Tennessee is not the perfect team out there. Uh, nobody is. Nobody's got the perfect team. That, that's all part of the game. The, the human nature of it is what makes it such fun and so exciting is the, is the nature of the game and the fact that, that there are mistakes made and stuff. I'm not, a, I'm not a big proponent as much as I complain about the refs and, and, and stuff. I'm not a big proponent of the uh, robot ref or whatever, sure. you know, using the camera, all the different camera angles to make the calls and stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, the, 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 the instant replay, I think it's a good – The whole idea good, is to get the play right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the deal. Yeah. Get the play right. I will say and this. And even to go and review a play like Jermaine Burton's catch on the sideline in the fourth quarter that was reeled incomplete, you um, know, you've got video evidence that shows that the that he did he was not in the white, and yet they still called it incomplete. You've got a Super Bowl referee sitting in the in the booth with the announcers looking at it, saying that's a catch. I don't understand. That should yeah, be a catch. Yeah. He says, "I don't that, understand why they didn't reverse." it. I don't it understand. Or, yet, uh, yet they yet they yeah. yet they didn't reverse it, and they called it incomplete. And so, you know, be, before before you have, and I don't care whether you're an Auburn fan, whether you're a Tennessee fan, whether you're an Alabama fan, whether. Before you start hammering your most hated rival in obviously in the world, if you take the time of day to uh, call in and and wait online and then go on and start bashing the referees about how bad your hated rival got <laughs> uh, got all the calls uh, well. in, in order for them to win, when you should be worrying about what the deal is with your team. Yeah. Pay attention to Tennessee. Pay attention to Heupel. Pay attention to Nico. Pay attention to Milton the Toaster. Pay attention to all that stuff and quit worrying about what's going on down in Auburn, Alabama. Well, I mean, it's, it's as, pretty as, as ridiculous. Somebody, as, somebody, I think has, as somebody who's got a limited dog in the hunt with the Iron Bowl and, and, and stuff, I, I will say this. I don't think the referees – cost either one of the teams the game it was a horrendously bad game but it was horrendously bad both directions okay i saw calls i saw calls that alabama should have been called for that were egregious i mean the face mask on the on the kickoff return and then they turn around and penalize them for a block in the back at the very least that should have been an offsetting penalty situation at the very least okay then it turned right around about three series later the, the kid Interfe you know, take tackles, tackles the Alabama receiver in the end zone before the ball gets there, and no call. No, right? No, no call at all. And I'm, it was a horrendously called game on both sides. On both sides. Okay. I, and, okay. I'll but, take that. I'll take that. The NCAA needs to start addressing this because well, I've seen this more and more happening, more and more, in that dangerous plays are not getting called well. and. When the, when the uh, NCAA they need, and they need to start having some referees who are not afraid to make a call when when it happens and, and quit worrying about how it affects the outcome of the play. Look, I call the call. I officiated high school high school basketball here in Tennessee yeah. for thirty years, and I'm going to tell you right now: NCAA officiating, NFL officiating, college basketball, whatever the sport is. Until the NCAA and the NFL gets the nepotism and the politics 
out of officiating and just starts putting the best officials on the field, not somebody's son, daughter, and cousin, them. and whatever the deal is. And compensate when they, them. When they take the politics out of refereeing and the nepotism out of, out of refereeing on the college and the pro level, and I'm not even going to talk about high school, but I'm going to talk about college and pro. When they take those two things out, the nepotism politics out, that's when that's when refereeing will get better. It'll help, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, that, I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. Uh, uh, so they need to make them full time positions. All right. The Titans won. The tight. The Titans. <laughs> let's move Lost on. The Titans. This. The Titans <laughs> won, baby. Seventeen to ten as they beat the one in ten Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Uh, I think there's been a what? mutiny in and the, Nashville had the, there not been one. And, and they got, I guess the Titans, uh, the 17-10 to 10 victory, got the head coach, Frank Reich, of the Carolina Panthers fired. He is fired. He is gone. He he lasted eleven. He, he lasted eleven games this year. Don't think I don't think he was going to stay regardless now, of what happened. So. Will Levis and and you know Frank Reich, uh, you know. Let's get him as offensive coordinator. He was a quarterback at the Buffalo Bills. I mean, let's bring him in as a, as offensive coordinator. How about that? But anyway, uh, the Titans go to four and seven. Carolina's one and ten now. The Titans won just a, a real thriller, seventeen to ten, as Will Levis went eighteen for twenty eight for one eighty five, no touchdowns, no interceptions, was sacked. No once. interceptions and no fumbles were, were it was were sacked big, once. When, you know, uh, Derrick Henry was huge part of that game. Derrick huge Hen- part of that game. Derrick Henry was eighteen for 70, 76, 18 carries for seventy six yards and two TDs for all you fantasy people that have been waiting for Derrick to have a pretty good game. He had a pretty good game with two TDs. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had three receptions for 49 yards. And the tight end uh, Chig Oconquo, Oconquo was, had four receptions for 45. Uh, Indianapolis comes to Nashville next weekend. So and Another play- one I'm nervous about. And Indianapolis playing pretty good ball if they just beat Tampa Bay 27-20 in Indianapolis. Um, Monday Night Football tonight. I've got an eight-ball pick in the very last segment. Magic eight-ball pick has a three-and-eight Chicago Bears with Justin Fields tonight. He is going to play. Uh, visits the six-and-five Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are favored by three with an over-under total of 44. And remember, the Vikings have former Vol Josh Dobbs. You're still making NFL, some magic happen. NFL journeyman who has moved around, moved kind of like kind of like Geno Smith was when yeah. Geno Smith left, was drafted like number one by the Jets out then, of West then, Virginia. Been what five different teams? That's since. right, and kind of like Dobbs, and now uh, the maturity and the knowledge of the game. Uh, and being on the sidelines and watching all this go, watching everything. Um, about an NFL game, kind of absorbing it mentally. Well, has, and, the has, fact, and the fact has, that he's a genius to start right. <laughs> helps. <laughs> has correlated into them, Geno Smith and Joshua yeah. Dobbs, being pretty decent quarterbacks, it looks like. So, uh, I know the Titans wish they, they still had Dobbs on their team. I, I, so, you know, Yes, if we'd have kept Dobbs, we wouldn't have Levis, but I don't know that we would be worse. Now, that we'd be um, worse off. Yesterday, the Buffalo Pills uh, – had the Philadelphia Eagles right where they wanted them. And Jalen Hurts, I mean, this guy, I know I'm an Alabama guy, but Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> Another one of your charmed Alabama he, I'm telling you. <laughs> and you know what? His game-winning touchdown was eerily similar 
to Milrose Pass in the left corner of the end zone. Matter of fact, that's where I sat in church yesterday, Mike. <laughs> Was in the back <laughs> left corner, corner of uh, maybe get you some more. Yeah, in church I was sat in the back left corner. Your just chances in case, for salvation are better. Just huh? in case God was going to throw a hail mary, I wanted to be in the right corner of the of, of the chapel. Well, that seems to be the favorite corner for Alabama's uh, <laughs> desperation throw. They did the same, it was the same corner that they won against Georgia in the national there championship. You go. So, so you that's know. where I'm sitting. If, every time I go to church from here on, it's back left corner. So. Um, but uh, and yesterday Jacksonville took control of the AFC South. I told people Jacksonville was the best best team. They had a heck of a game. They won twenty four twenty one over CJ Stroud, and that was at Houston. They take over first. Did you see the end of that game? AFC South. The, yes. the doink the doink off of the crossbar. Oh, I know it was unbelievable. Oh, wow. I had the over in that game, and that that screwed me out of the over forty eight because <laughs> they were gone to overtime twenty four twenty four and. Uh, I would hit. But Trevor Lawrence, Easter Island, uh, went 23 for 38 for 364 yards and a TD and one interception. He's becoming an elite quarterback in the NFL he's, if he's not there already. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he commands if, that if he, offense. Yeah, like I said, he's on the doorstep of being one of the best, if not the best, and uh, – in that he, he's going to be he's going to be a load in that th- he's going to be tough to handle in that three hundred in that three hundred sixty four yards he spread that around to seven different receivers um, rookie of the year candidate C J Stroud wasn't too bad either twenty six for thirty six for three oh four two TDs no interceptions and he spread it around to six different receivers so and. And both and, and both those both those great quarterbacks are in the AFC South. And the AFC South has gone from being the the league, the that doormat, you, the doormat of the whole league, to now they've got three high level quarterbacks yeah. out of the four teams. And if if you know if Indianapolis is well, their their big gun was hurt. Well, yeah, He's hurt. So yeah. if, if he gets yeah, hurt, he may be he may be somebody to the you know, the fourteen. You know, four quarterbacks like that going against each other twice a year. Wow. The only real <laughs> surprise coach of the whole weekend was on Thanksgiving Day as Detroit, an eight and a half point favorite at home, got beat by Green Bay twenty nine twenty two. Yeah, that, um, that screwed up my choices, too. Did you all hear about so, the Arizona Cardinal linebacker that had a flat on the way over to the game? No, I didn't. I didn't. Jesse Lukita had a flat. Uh, he's a linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. He was on the way for the afternoon game. Uh, he's on the side of the freeway, and somebody stopped to help him out and picked him up, and he said, look, I'm an Alabama – I mean, I'm a Arizona Cardinal – Linebacker, I gotta get to the game. I gotta get to the stadium. And they took him. They were all. They were going to the game too. So they took him. Took him to the stadium. He didn't even get their names, but he's put out on social media. He wants to find out who they are to get him some merch and some tickets. So good for Jesse Lakita and those people that helped him out uh, to get to the stadium. Okay, uh, we are approaching our second break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. Coach Mike, we're in the studio. Don't go anywhere. Got Magic 8-Ball. We got a lot more stuff to come in this last segment. Don't go anywhere. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. 
in this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike on the boards. And how about them Broncos? I mean, you know. Uh, just by the time you're ready to count them out. They started out <laughs> one and five, and everybody's just poo-pooing all over Russell Wilson and his $50 million contract and blah, 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 blah. And probably for good reason. I mean, they start out one and five. They're professional. They're the Denver Broncos. They're used to winning in my stadium. They're getting embarrassed. They're not scoring any points. You got a $50 million quarterback. He can't get anything done. I mean, the people are supposed to be on his back, right? And giving him a hard time. Well, guess what? They've he won, responds. They've won five <laughs> straight. They whipped up on the um, uh, Cleveland Browns this weekend. Of course, the Browns are starting um, DTR, Dorian Thompson <laughs> Robinson or something like that from UCLA. Um Talk about and a quarterback-driven league. Yeah. Oh, the, absolutely. The, the teams, the teams look, that are making look, it right now are, have their quarterbacks look, and have them in place, and they're playing well. And the teams that are struggling don't have, there their, are quarter, only, you know, don't have their quarterback situation figured out or they're hurt. There are only 32 men on this planet that can pretty much start as a competitive starting quarterback for 32 NFL teams that play in the United States. And it is a – very tough job, and you have to have a lot of skills all compressed into one. Um, not only athletic skills, but mental skills. I mean, you you name it. Um, and so it's a very tough position, and it's tough to find somebody to do that at a very high, high, uh, highly competitive, winning nature or way mm-hmm. that these thirty-two guys do that quarterback these NFL teams. So. Um, Denver is back in the playoff hunt, guys. They've won, they won their fifth straight. Um, so, look out for the Broncos. Now, University of Houston fired Dana Holgerson after five years. Uh, A&M is to hire Duke head coach Mike Elko. Uh, now, he was at A&M from 18 to 21 as, def- as a defensive coordinator. Um, and now he is going back, back. To, a- back to A&M. And, you know, A&M's going to have to pay Jimbo another, what, $90 million, $100 million. Talk about some deep pockets. (laughs) And they're going to sign Elko to something right in the the same line. But you know what? A&M, all that oil money, all those drills they're putting in on campus, sticking, you know, sucking the oil out of Mother Earth. They got the money to pay it. Pay the boys. Pay the boy this money. Guess who else has won five straight games? I'll give you one guess. Who else has won five straight? It's not necessarily a football team. Oh, the Predators. The Predators won their fifth straight game on yesterday, beating the Winnipeg Jets three to two. Um, and now they have gone from five, their record's gone from five and ten, obviously, to ten and ten. And they also 
next take on the Pittsburgh Penguins in Nashville, uh, and the Penguins are ten and ten. So go Preds, baby! I mean that's that, that's terrific, right? It's it's a it's a long season, and you know the the Predators faithful just kind of kept saying, "Hang on, hang on, we're going to get better. Go. We're going to get better." Sure now, enough. Uh, one thing that happened from yesterday's. Titans win also. Did we talk about Frank Reich or did we do that off? Yeah. Off? Oh, we did. Well, you, I think did, we talked about it off. off okay. There. Frank Reich, uh, the head coach for the Carolina Panthers, after just 11 games, 61-year-old head coach has been fired. Um, and, you know, they took Bryce Young as their number one overall pick. Um, Carolina did. And you know who was taking number two? C.J. Stroud. Probably – Approaching rookie of the offensive rookie of the year, um, who's got the better tools around them though? Right, and and I'll and I'll totally agree with that. I'll totally agree with yeah, that. Yeah, you, you you flip those two, you flip those two, and I think you still you then Young has a better. But year you know, maybe the owners, maybe the owners of the Carolina Panthers just can't get that damn bad taste out of their mouth to watch Stroud uh, go up and down the field on their opponents, right? You know, and thinking, man, we could have had him instead of Bryce Young, you know. And, of course, that, they, that, and again, of they Carolina, need to pay attention to themselves. And, instead and, of yeah, others. Yeah, you know, pay attention. Get, get their it. team better. I get it. Get I their get team it. better. Well, and, and, and obviously they think uh, one move in that direction is letting Frank Reich go. Uh, Frank Wright has pretty good. Reich has pretty good offensive mind. He'll land another job. Oh yeah, I'd take him as the Titans' offensive coordinator. I'm telling you, there's right. a lot of people I'd take over. Who we have right well, there? You go. <laughs> um, now, did any any of you listeners out there uh, that are soccer fans? And I just saw this on uh, online. There's a guy, and his name is Alejandro Garnacho, and he's 19 years old. And uh, you know, I'm not even a soccer player. I mean, I've kicked a soccer ball around. I've been on. I've been on a. I field. spent three years in purgatory coaching soccer. Okay. And it was more purgatory because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> it wasn't that but, it's a bad sport. Okay? okay. Please don't get me wrong. And then okay. it's I didn't know what I was. The kids knew more about the no. game than I did. Well, you know, and, and I tell this to all the listeners. I said, you know, if, if you got any of you all watch Two and a Half Men and Charlie and. Uh, little Jake are sitting on the couch and they're trying to find something to watch on TV and they're flicking through the channels and uh, I guess a soccer match comes on TV as they're sitting there on the couch and Jake says, hey, hey, wait, you know, what about soccer? It's the most watched, it's watched uh, sport in the world. And uh, Charlie with half buzz and a beer in his hand looks at him and goes, well, they don't need us to watch it then. And he changes the (laughs) He changed the channel to the next one. It's just a funny They don't line. need our help. I love that show. So, anyway. Uh, but, anyway, let's get back to Alejandro. In yesterday's match between Manchester United, which is who Garnacho, which is a, Alejandro Garnacho, which is a great name. Um, he plays for Manchester United, and they won three to nothing over Everton. Now. That's not the deal. The deal is the kick is the goal that he kicked. I'm telling you guys, pull it up. Yesterday's match, Alejandro Garnacho, G-A-R-N-A-Gar, G-A-R Nacho. Uh, he receives a cross kick from the corner from his teammate, and Garnacho on the pretty much the opposite side of the goal when he when the when the ball gets to him in the air, probably about He's at the 16-yard stripe or okay. whatever they call it and does <laughs> – um, 
an unbelievable, yeah, a Pele esque bicycle those, kick. Bicycle kick. You know, there was made famous by Pele pulling it Absolutely. off, and and, uh, and just score and just drills it in the top right corner of the goal. And I mean, they won three to nothing. Yeah. But you guys got to pull this goal up. You will not yeah. regret it. So and, and to understand, you know, soccer goals are as much luck as they are skill. The skill is getting and, him in the direction of the goal. By. I mean, you know, they're <laughs> yes. hard to come by. I don't, you know, the all well, of, when you all can't, of the you world. You cannot touch the ball with your hands unless you're the goalie. But That's all the of tough the part. world stays glued to a TV or a hundred and million people go to a, a stadium and stand there and cheer and jump up and down the whole 90 minutes or yep. whatever it is. And then nothing could ever happen. It might be zero, zero. Oh, and, there's a lot I mean, happening. You just well, – you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, and that's the part that most, I mean, we most of us don't recognize. We watch a football game that's seven to 10, yeah. and we're, we're like, oh, man, that was the most boring well, thing I've ever seen in my but life. One point, one point in soccer is the equivalent of an eight point football, football. score. Okay. All right. I get, I get it. You know, that, that's, uh, you just got to understand that one point in soccer is the equivalent of eight points, seven or eight points in American football. And, you know, I get it. But anyway, pull up this Garnacho. Goal from yesterday's Manchester United match on YouTube. It's amazing. It's crazy. You got to watch it. Now, uh, in the NFL, uh, there are, I say there are four teams, and we're not going to talk about the top four. We're going to talk about the bottom four. The bottom four teams in the NFL, and I think it's a race to tank to get to Caleb Williams, the USC, last year's Heisman Trophy candidate, I think. They feel as though he's another Patrick Mahomes kind of mole-type player. New England, who got beat by the Giants yesterday, are 2-9. and nine. And it wouldn't surprise me for owner Robert Kraft to – Absolutely tank the season and, and try to get uh, the best quarterback Which they can get. Which is supposed to be against the rules. Well, <laughs> we've seen it happen multiple times. Uh, Arizona is 2-10, and ten, and they got drilled by Los Angeles Raiders yesterday, uh, Rams yesterday. Carolina, who the <clears throat> Titans just beat, they're 1-10. And, and then tonight's Chicago Bears are 3-8. and eight. Those are the four worst records in the NFL. However, I don't think Chicago is going to tank tonight. They got Justin Fields back. I like them plus the three tonight, but the Magic 8-ball pick is over the 44 total tonight. Over Magic 8-ball. I talked to it this morning, and it got gave me the over 44 in the Monday night football game tonight. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. And I – you know, how do you tell if how do you tell if a team's tanking or not? Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it's. I mean, and you know, if you're the coach of one of those teams, you know, that's hurting your that's that's hurting your that's bottom hurting, line. Yeah, it's hurting your record. So and it's, it's tough. Also, it's tough when the usually owner, when a team tanks like that, the, the one of the first adjustments is the coach goes or, they get a new coach or, to start with, or he gets an extension. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, yeah, I mean, yeah, not hey, not usually, it, but hey. Hey, Mr. Kraft, if you think I'm going to tank the rest of these games, then I need an extension yeah. for a couple of years. You see <laughs> Guarantee what I mean? that I'm not going to lose my job That's over right. this. That's right. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It's been Manic Monday. May the force be with you. And uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday, 4 o'clock. <laughs>